Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Terrific, terrific episode for you today with a fantastic and talented guest. Another DJ. We've had a lot of great DJs recently. This time, representing the West, we have Lance Soto, better known as DJ Elements, joining the show. DJ Elements is quickly becoming a household name in the Northern California area and currently holds residency at Sacramento's hottest nightclubs, including Social, London, Mangoes, and more. Lance has got over 15 years of experience DJing weddings, nightclubs, proms, and more. He's DJed events with celebrities such as Lil Jon, Stevie Oki, Jason Derulo, feel like you gotta sing that name, Tyga, YG, just to name a few, and in 2019 was voted Best DJ by Sacramento's News and Review. In 2016, he was chosen as a DJ for the Sacramento Kings and continues to DJ games today. His unique style, adaptability to any crowd, and constant innovation have elevated his career to the level of one of the highest rated and well-known DJs on the West Coast. You can also hear him every Friday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. by tuning into KSFM 1025 and you get to hear DJ elements in the mix. On today's conversation, Lance and I talk about his musical beginnings and what got him into DJing. Lance also discusses what it's like formatting music for a night at a club and what it's like playing songs in front of thousands of people at an NBA game. Lastly, Lance and I discuss a unique project that I really admire of his called Club Chaos. It's a great project. It's something that many people overlook, and I think you'll enjoy hearing about Club Chaos. Really, really fun conversation. He's an incredibly talented DJ, but I also love his enthusiasm for music and his relentless desire to continue improving his skills. You guys are going to love him. So let's go ahead and bring on my man, Lance Soto, better known as DJ Elements from Sacramento. And let's learn. Whenever I talk to DJs, I'm just curious, where did it start? Where did the musical inspiration start for you? So uh, it started for me, uh, I was... uh, always into music because my mom is a uh, dance instructor, has her own dance studio. So I got into the dance stuff and then I got into the break dancing stuff in middle school. And then um, just always been like a music guy after, after the uh, middle school. And then saw some DJs on MTV doing like the battle thing with the turntables. And I was like, that's really cool. And so I was like, I want to get like a little DJ set up like turntables. So got my first setup for Christmas, had my parents go in with me. And, uh, and then I just stuck with it ever since then I started buying like random records at the thrift store and was messing around in my room scratching and making uh all kinds of terrible sounds everyone was like man it sounds really bad <laughs> of course so, but uh yeah i just stuck with it and, and eventually figured things out and um 
uh, I had a girlfriend at the time and her brother was DJing for Kings. That This was back when like Bibby and okay. all the uh, amazing players, we almost made it to the playoffs or whatever. So uh, yeah. And then he gave me some pointers and stuff like that and uh, just kept rolling with it and uh uh started doing my night doing the nightclub thing and just kept going up from there pretty much moving on up each step by step very cool that was the golden years of king's basketball mike bibby he uh, grew up not too far from where i grew up what was your first decks that you owned oh uh they were newmark and they were uh I remember that I didn't want to get belt driven because I heard that belt driven turntables were yeah, yeah. no good. So I got some direct drives and they were solid. And then I had a a mixer by Korg and it was called a chaos mixer. But the first, actually the mixer before that was the one that came with the new Mark decks. And, uh, and it was just like a simple battle stop, battle pack. I think it was called a Newmark battle pack. And uh, it was like a chromed out mixer. I thought it was the coolest thing. But uh, yeah, crazy how things evolve. Yeah, I think the only cord product I ever owned was a Chaos effects pad. But it's big, yeah. bigger than the decks I use now. It was, it was, it was massive. So. Yeah, yeah. So this Korg, uh, it was called a Korg Chaos mixer. Mm-hmm. and it had the pad built in it and so like you could use your finger and make all kinds of trippy noises and stuff at all kinds of effects on it so yeah that was a lot of fun how about first album that you bought with your own money first album i don't even remember to be honest i know that uh like when I got into the DJing stuff that I was finding records at the thrift store, but none of them were like had current music. And then when I met that DJ from the Kings, uh, he was like, Oh, you got to check out the record shop. And then I found this uh, record shop. It was called Imagine Records in Sacramento. And uh, they had like all the albums, you know, with like the club hits on them and stuff. And I was like, Oh man. So, I would like ask my mom to take me there and I'd spend a bunch of money. They were not cheap. Uh, it was like about 25 bucks a record or around there. And so like you get five and it, it would add up quick. So they were mostly like, just like <clears throat> I had like a couple of the scratch records, dirt style. And then I would do like, like that had the scratch samples. And then I would get like the ones with the club songs on them. But I'm sure if I like dug back through those crates because they're sitting at my dad's house right now, I, I'm sure all kinds of memories would be popping back up. But yeah, I don't really have like a first like Michael Jackson or any type of album that sticks out to me because I kind of like grew from the the uh, cassette tapes to the CDs. And then I started when I got into the DJ, I started doing the records and then, of course, once Serato came out, then we all switched over to the computer thing. How about first show you attended? Uh, first show, oh my gosh. I would have to say it was in high school. It was like an Andre Nicotina concert. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. And then I actually ended up 
um, <clears throat> DJing for um, a bunch more of his concerts after that. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'd say Andre Nicotina in high school. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, you've DJed for a long time. And in order to be as successful as long as you've had, I'm sure you've had to be very adaptable and changing with the styles and the types of music. Totally. How do you think that you've changed as a DJ over there? Basically, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you first started? Um, I wish that, uh, well, when I first started, we didn't have like online record pools, like where you could download all this, all the current music. I mean, we were doing... uh, I want to say it wasn't Napster, it was that LimeWire. What I wish I knew more was like about reading the crowd and like maybe doing a lot more research. Um, Like now when I DJ, it's all about reading the crowd, like seeing what they're into. Um, If I am playing a hip hop song and I try an EDM one and they don't like the EDM, then I swoop back into the hip hop. Um, but sometimes you can swing into the EDM and then they like that. And then you can kind of keep going in the EDM route. Um, so yeah, just little things like that, reading the crowd. I wish I knew a lot more about them. I, I, I feel like no one really told me about that. Like I just kind of had to figure it out on my own. Um, and quality of speakers and equipment. I wish that I would have known like, what I know now, like invest in good quality speakers and equipment. Like, cause back then I was just going, going through a bunch of junk and I like CD players and stuff and just kind of just using whatever to make it happen. I wish I would have taken some money or like a loan and invested in the good equipment and made, made it an you know, a good impersonation for like all the clients, like instead of showing up with what this DJ loaned me and that DJ had me DJing a a wedding for him. So I would take gear of his and it just wasn't the best gear. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, why was I showing up to weddings with that? But you know, we grow and we learn. So uh, just stuff like that. I wish I would have invested more money and a higher quality equipment for sure yeah and i'm glad you talked about reading the crowd because i often think that it's a relationship and that you actually have to get the crowd to trust you you're like hey yeah. I'm doing, just trust me on this especially because maybe along the way you give them something like you said if that's a hip-hop crowd give them a little edm and you, you try things out and then I, feel yeah. like, I give you this and then i'm going to give you what you want but also at the same time we talk more about just the development of that about that trust and that relationship you have throughout the night Yeah, totally. So um, when they get there, uh, I actually have been watching uh, DJ Nick Spinelli. He's on a DJ on YouTube and he gives out a lot of good DJ tips. And he was saying like, it doesn't matter who is there and, and what time and stuff. He said, you always have to be on top of your game. Like, cause you don't know who could be listening. Like, the first five people that walk in, one of them could be a DJ or a club owner. And so it's really important that you just don't slack off, even if it's like the beginning of the night. Um, So that's one thing that's been helping me a lot lately is been playing like 
I'd say even current hits at the beginning and stuff, just so people know, try to stick around like, oh, okay, this guy's playing like uh, newer music and his mix is good. Like he's, you know, go, going kind of all over. Um, I really like these songs. And you can tell by if their head's bobbing or not, if they like those songs. And then just keep building off of that. Just continue to play, uh, I want to say, club hits and you know the classics um but yeah that's been helping me a lot because i used to put on like a pre-mix you know when the doors open and i feel like it you get a better reaction if you can get everyone that's walking in uh to grab a drink and start dancing because it kind of sets the vibe for the whole night so um just always put your uh best effort in even if it's the beginning of the night because um, you never know who's listening and you want to set the vibe for the night. Yeah. So that's one thing that I think that really helps with uh, having the crowd trust you is because you're just like building it each little step. So um, yeah. <laughs> well, I like how you talk about building it because I know that a big thing is too, if, I'm sure this has happened to you many times. Someone goes up for the hottest song that's out and you're like, yeah, yeah but later. Yeah, yeah, totally. What's the philosophy behind that? Because I think the casual person might not understand that there is a timing toward it, it is a build, and you can't play the hottest thing at the beginning. Yeah, so um, if it's like super, super early, like like let's say like the club opened at 10 <laughs> and they wanted that song, um, I would go ahead and, and play it. Um, but uh, if it's like 11, I would just say, yeah, uh, I got that coming or something like that just just to hold them off um but uh yeah if it's the beginning of the night i have no problem playing like stuff uh that's newer that's hot just to kind of get them excited and then drop it again later when it's like let's say prime time like midnight or something like that because there will be a whole different crowd at midnight than there was at 10 p.m and those people that were there at 10 p.m were we're also probably like, I love this song. I wish that there was more people here. So they'll get to experience it twice. So uh, it's okay if you, I feel like in my opinion to do that. But, um, but yeah, it, I mean, if you have an opening DJ and they play that song for it before you go on, that's definitely a bummer. Like right before I've had that happen too. And I'm like, Oh, I was going to play that. But I mean, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I always try to make them happy. But if it's like, if it's a song that I don't know, then I'm like, uh. <laughs> well, if an opening DJ is burning you like that, they're not going to be an opening DJ for a long time. So right. How'd you begin 2022? What was the first song you dropped on midnight on New Year's? Oh, man. Um, 2022 New Year's Eve first song was a it was like a countdown and then it went into peppas uh which is like a big international song right now um so that went off because it's kind of like high energy a little edm but it's also like known like we even play it on my radio station 1025 ksfm which is like a strictly hip-hop and r&b station so that's how you know it's a hit is if that they put that in rotation um it definitely went off well djs have 
one of the best jobs in the world and one of the best offices in the world, but you've got even a step further. You get to call your office an NBA arena. It doesn't get any better. Yeah, yeah. Combining basketball, music, two of my favorite things. So how does the preparation mentally go for you? How does that differ at the NBA arena? So it's totally different doing a game versus a nightclub. Um, a game is first off, it's gotta be all clean music. Cause you don't want to hear F bomb, you know, there's family and kids. And, um, so you gotta make sure the music's clean. Um, but you also want the energy to be good. So like, um, you gotta play a lot of hip hop, EDM, pretty much everything just mixed up. Um, I do a lot of throwbacks, uh, like James Brown and, and uh, just stuff that I think that would work for family and older folks too. I don't wanna like um, cross out any age groups, you know? Like, so I try to mix everything up. Like I dig in my wedding crates um, and uh, definitely the third and fourth quarter, no matter who's winning, we try to keep it hot. So when we go hot, we mean, he means like uh, my boss when I say he, uh, high energy EDM stuff, people that, uh, music that will keep the energy in the room alive because you don't want people to be like, oh, like this is bad, like, or, you know focus on the negative or like and then if we're winning you want them to be like oh my gosh like the edm they they stand up they're clapping they're excited so a lot of edm for the third and fourth quarter and a lot of uh classics like bruno mars and uh pitbull don't stop the party stuff like that to just it's familiar and a lot of people will recognize you don't really want to break too many records, uh, new records, you know, because people like to hear stuff that they're familiar with. So, um, I try to stick within that. And then, uh, there's like different parts of the game, you know? So like, there's like the walk, walk in, which is when people are walking in. So that's when I'll play like the good mix. Then there's like the warm ups when the players are on the, on the uh, court and they're shooting. So they want to hear the stuff that they like Kodak black and uh, Drake and stuff. So you kind of got to go with that low tempo um, BPM and, and uh, kind of, I, I like to check the uh, get turned um, on Spotify. It's a playlist kind of shows like the new hot that, but that low tempo um, hip hop that's like, popular on TikTok and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and then the timeouts are just kind of played by ear, like do the throwbacks, the Bruno Mars, Montel Jordan, stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a fun experience. So especially on the wins, like you can go crazy with the EDM, like, and the crowd's going nuts, you know, they're jumping up and down. So it's way different than a nightclub and you're playing for like thousands of people. So it's always like kind of nerve wracking, but at the same time, exciting. Wow. It takes a lot of focus for sure. Incredible. Incredible. What's uh, what's Bagley's track? What does he love? Uh, Bagley, he, he actually has his own hip hop stuff. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've thrown a couple in every once in a while, but um 
I mean, they all, all the players really like the low tempo BPM stuff, like the Drake, the little baby. Um, I know that Bagley really likes, um, trying to think of the one artist that passed away, Nipsey Hussle. Mm. Yeah. He really likes Nipsey. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Buddy Healed, he really likes the, uh, the, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of it, like the, africa vibes like um trying to think of uh what's the name of that artist it's gonna drive me crazy now i have a whole crate in my serato that i, I, I thought you were gonna say burna boy i thought you were gonna say yeah burna boy yeah you read my mind <laughs> he loves that stuff and then uh i've seen um tyrese halliburton out there dancing to uh knife talk you know drake and 21 savage and yeah. And uh, they they all like the same stuff that we like, you know. That's the popular hip hop stuff. That's got to be incredible to look down and see an NBA player listening to a song that you're spinning. I want to yeah. go back real quick to talk about clean music because clean has evolved over the years. Totally. And what is clean now would not have been clean when you and I first started DJing. And yeah. additionally, too, back when hip hop started, an artist would would record a completely different song for a clean track. And it's yeah. not, not so much anymore. It's often hard. It's got to be frustrating too at times because we know what's being said, but yeah. even on, on a clean version, we know what's being said. And I'm sure there's been times where you play a track and it's labeled clean and you still probably get side-eyed like, hey, that was, that was offensive. I mean, does that happen? Yeah, so I'll have uh, like um, certain songs, like just like I said, that knife talk, my boss was like, what's he saying? And I was like, it's not cussing, I, I swear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's, it's definitely, uh, there's some sketch songs out there. I was just telling my girlfriend about that yesterday that um, the clean versions like are so some of them are just so hard to play because it's just so edited it's like and then and then and there's just like all these gaps because all the newer music has so much cussing in it um so that's why i try to mix in like the family friendly stuff but definitely for the warm-ups it, it is it's rough with the hip-hop i mean uh there's a lot of bleeps and um there's parts where I'll, I'll catch a, a, the A word, you know, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, but they play it on the radio. So um, it just kind of is what it is. You just got to roll with it. Um, but yeah, it's, you definitely got to listen to your, I, I recommend for DJs that are watching this, like listen to your tracks before you play them, especially if you're in a, giant arena with thousands of people <laughs> yeah especially especially that yeah one thing i love about djs is at any time know a song that should be played at the appropriate time appropriate tempo appropriate you name it so yeah. i'm gonna throw out some some ideas for you and i want you just the first song that comes to mind whether that be that bpm range or whatever scenario that that i pick so we've got edm crowd starting to build but yeah. it's not quite peak hours 11 15 your track is what Oh man. Uh, well, I kind of just, uh, I kind of need my library in front of me, but, um, I would say like some side piece or Diplo on my mind, stuff like that. Um, okay. 
but yeah, I, I, I would, I have all, I have everything organized in my craze. So it's like way easier to like, just go off. That's that. That's why this will be fun. Cause I want to see the first original guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You've got early open format club early on. It's popular. It's about 10, 45, 11 o'clock. Yeah. You got a big bachelorette party of an older crowd. What are you hitting them with? Crazy in love, Beyonce. Right off the bat. <laughs> hip hop club. Yeah. One- 130. And I'm gonna give you the hardest BPM range, I think, for hip hop, 85 to 90. Okay. And it's 130? Yeah, well, I will give you any time, any time. Are we closing or are we rocking? We're rocking. We've already finished doing like your banger bangers, so maybe on yeah. that. Yeah. I would say Dance or Ass by Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, um, Bottoms Up, Trey Songs. Um, let's see. Waka Flocka. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the song. Um, no Hands. Okay. Stuff like that. Uh, classics. I feel like they work really well because people know all the words and stuff. You've got a mostly top 40 crowd. <laughs> 1130, 100 BPM, open format. Oh, man. Blow the whistle too short. Uh, this is how we do it. Montel Jordan, goes on. Uh, yeah, check yeah. that monkey, yeah. too short, stuff like that. All right. Now everybody, every DJ has got this one track that when they're feeling themselves, crowds feeling them, you got that trust relationship and you can kind of take a chance. You can take that and be like, Hey, I've got you guys. I'm gonna take a chance with either a throwback or something that's a little more unique. What's your, I'm feeling myself. Things are going well. Kind of like your heat check song is what? Oh, man. Well, it really depends on the age group of the uh, crowd because some of the ones that I do are like 18 and up. Yeah. But um, I like to throw in like some like uh, trap remixes. So um, if I'm feeling myself, I'll do like I have like a a trap remix of uh, Kendrick Lamar and it's – can't remember the name of it the one that goes yeah 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 yeah, that's exactly the one i was thinking of yeah yeah i have a trap remix of that that one goes off um and a lot of times they'll they'll mess with it like they they'll they'll start uh doing the uh head banging and stuff so one of the my favorite things about serato over the recent years is the play count oh my goodness i wish we would have had it forever but oh, yeah. two-part question. What do you feel is the most played song you've had in your entire DJ career? And then also what is number one in your play count at the moment? Probably the most played one has got to be This Is How We Do It, Montel Jordan. I don't know why it's, it's such a cheesy song, but it works every time. Um, and Too Short, Blow the Whistle. I think because it's just a West Coast jam, you know, a lot of the uh, Sacramento Bay Area. I don't know if you could get away with it in like Vegas or something like that. Um, and uh, probably like the Anthem by Pitbull. I have like a remix of that. They, that really works like 99% of the time, 100% of the time. Very cool. Very cool. You mentioned that a lot of times you DJ for younger crowd. And I think this is fascinating because it's something that's been challenging for me. So, so what, challenging. What's Club Chaos and what inspired its creation? Uh, So Club Chaos is an idea that I had and uh, basically wanted to just bring all the high schoolers together from all the different high schools and and basically have them come to one venue. 
and uh, rent out the venue um, and throw at my own event, like with the club lights and the speakers and maybe have a guest DJ. And uh, it's just something that took off and has survived for years. Um, I, I, of course, I had to cancel it during the pandemic. So now it's on its way back. Um, so I'm basically rebuilding it right now. But what it is, is just a high school dance for all high schoolers. They have to bring their high school ID. Uh, no drugs or alcohol. There's security. We check them, pat downs, all that good stuff. We have a coat check. Um, they just show up and they get to have an experience like no other. It's different than a high school dance, you know, so they don't have to worry about like the chaperones watching and stuff like that. They're just out there having a good time meeting people from other schools and uh, friends from their own school come and it's just a party, you know, it's, it's a cool experience for all the high school kids. And, um, it only last. It only goes from like seven p.m. to ten thirty p.m. So it doesn't like. It's not like an all night rager. Um, but yeah, it's fun, and we. I bring out like a LED video wall, and we have like a CO two cannon, you know, and uh, we try to make it as much like a club. It's actually pretty funny. Is a lot of kids that went to it that have graduated will DM me and be like, "I miss Club Chaos," and I'm like. You can go to a real nightclub now. <laughs> so, pretty funny, uh, but it's it really is a cool thing, and uh, we've had a really good um, turnout, like or response from the kids from throwing them for so many years. So yeah. it's really cool. The first time I saw a picture and videos of it, I couldn't believe that it was for high school kids. I, it looked yeah. like, like a big event. It looked like a big festival type of thing and i was just yeah like, yeah amazing to have when i was a kid that would have been incredible yeah 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 i really want to take it to other cities and stuff it's just a lot of work so um but i you know anyone that's out there watching this you know don't be afraid to try to throw your own events because uh it's really a rewarding experience one thing about DJing for the kids, uh, whether it be high school dances or 18 and up, um, if you're a DJ and you're watching this, just check in with like stuff that they are listening to, like on, you know, pay attention to the TikToks, pay attention to what people are posting on their Instagram stories, like the music that they include, because a lot of times that's what they want to hear. Um, it is hard right now. I think that TikTok messed up a lot of the generation because one thing I noticed when I'm DJing for younger kids is they get bored after like the first hook of a song and they're just kind of stagnant. Um, unless they're at the club like and they're used to it. But when I do the high school dances and uh, the club chaos events now, they want that song switched out pretty quick. And so my only advice is like pay attention to those DJs on TikTok that are like switching the songs really quick. It's hard as hell. Uh, it's a challenge, but um, it will help you be cool in their vision. You know, like, oh, this DJ, he knows what's up. He like keeps playing all my favorite parts of the song or whatever. So I feel like that's, it sucks that it's going that direction, but 
it's also good to be on top of um, what they're expecting, you know, like uh, if they, they do have music ADD now. So <laughs> it's an amazing observation because I remember when kind of when Serato was first gone and a lot of that generation would complain like, Hey, you're cutting the music out too soon. And now, yeah. now that's become standard. And also you're seeing just the lengths of the songs. I mean, the length of whatever you like TI compared to any new Drake single. Now they're, they're vastly different in, in durations. It's, it's incredible. You're a native of Sacramento. I've never been there. I'm going to be going there very soon for the first time. What, yeah. would, what would be your recommendations? Now, food, places to go, places to drink, whatever. Recommendations for someone visiting Sacramento for the first time. So uh, my recommendation for um, food would have to be uh, some of the places that I like the most. Um, I, I really like Chondo's Taco Cantina. They have really good Mexican food. Um, I really like, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many different uh, places. Burgers and Brew is delicious if you're trying to get a burger. Um, trying to think of uh, some other favorites. Uh, if you really like sushi, I love Makuni's. Um, and then for places to go out, uh, it just depends on like what you're looking for because there's. I feel like there's different places for what you're looking for so mix would be a really cool like lounge nightclub spot like really mixed crowd uh the park ultra lounge is a really huge club that brings in uh it just depends on what night you're in town like thursdays they bring in edm really famous edm djs from all over 4b and uh say my name and all kinds of uh, floster domas big big names and then um their saturday nights are really big um it's basically like the i would say the biggest nightclub in sac um i really like djing at social nightclub um so uh that's a really good spot um i love djing at mangoes mangoes nightclub is a really good diverse mixed crowd so you got like a lot of latin you got a lot of asian you name it i mean it all is mixed in and it's a really fun night um they have some really good tacos on the patio out there too outside um and there's different rooms with different music so mangoes is a big one to me um and i think that's about it i just it just depends on what like you would have to hit me up and be like hey I'm coming into town on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Where should I go? And then it's going to be a different answer than if you were in town on a Saturday, you know? So it just depends. You had me with the first recommendation with Chandos. I'm thinking that's kind of what the vibe's going to be. So I'll make, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll make sure that I go there and then you and I will meet up and we'll have a drink somewhere. Yeah, let's do it. As we move into the spring of 2022, what do you got coming up? How can people get out and see you? Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to check me out, uh, hit me up on Instagram is probably the best way I'm like most active on there. Um, it's at DJ Elements. And then I always post a schedule on the first of every month with all my shows lined up for that month. So um, it, you'll be able to see where I'm at on each night of that month. And then... Uh, I always post about where I'm going to be in my story on Instagram too. So 
Um, Snapchat, I'm not that active, but it's just DJ Elements. I'll post flyers and stuff like the schedule there too, but um, mostly Instagram. Uh, Twitter is at the DJ Elements. Not that active on there, to be honest. <laughs> and then um, that's pretty much it. If And then, you know, follow me on Instagram for all the upcoming events. If you want to check out my mixes, I have a ton of mixes. You can go to djelements.com and there's a page that says mixes and it'll take you to my Mixcloud link. Or if you need to book a DJ, it's all there on my website. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, one more thing I uh, wanted to include is uh, Dutch Bros, uh, the coffee shops. I make mixes for Dutch Bros and they're called Dutch Mafia Mix. and they they play them in a lot of the stands all over the United States. So uh, Las Vegas, Reno, Texas, uh, Colorado Springs, they just flew me out to DJ their Christmas party. So uh, it's really taking off and um, you can check those out on my website. There's a mix link there too. So if you just click mixes, it'll pull them up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool because all these different Dutch bros uh stands are bumping my mixes and then i'll get people that are customers and they're like i just drove through natomas or i just drove through reno or i just drove through Ogren dutch bros and i heard dj elements and i'm like that's so crazy so they're slapping them at the coffee stands which is dope um so big shout out to dutch bros appreciate you guys well, I don't know how it is out in your way, but in Arizona, the lines are always incredibly long at Dutch Bros. So, oh it's a, wow, it's a great place for music because people are sitting in yeah. there for a long time. So, hell yeah, <laughs> and it keeps the uh, staff going too because I think they got long shifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you for today. I know we'll talk again. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Later. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man Lance. Check him out at Sacramento Kings Games. Give him a follow on social media and check out his website, djelements.com. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.